The following is a Network Newswire audio production. As a multifaceted financial news and publishing company, Network Newswire uses its network of more than 5,000 key distribution outlets, as well as other corporate communication tools, to introduce private and public companies to a wide audience of investors, consumers, journalists, and the general public. Our reputation for highly efficient communication strategies is based on the experience and relationships our team has in the space. It is Network Newswire's unwavering commitment to connect the investment community with companies that have great potential and a strong dedication to building shareholder value. The following interview features a client of Network Newswire. Network Newswire may have been compensated for the production of this interview. Please be sure to read our entire disclaimer for full disclosure. Thank you, and here today as your host is Stuart Smith. Welcome back, everybody, to another online business briefing where we shine a spotlight on some of the smartest and freshest plays here in the small and micro cap markets today. We are speaking with Accelerated Technologies Holding Corp. The company's traded under the ticker symbol ATHC. We're lucky enough to be speaking with the managing director for the company, Alex Lemberg. Alex, how are you today? Good morning, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very well. Thank you for asking. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time to call in and speak to your company, shareholders and investors, and as well, the listeners to this program who may not be familiar with your company. So let's talk about the company, its business model, and the markets it operates in through its subsidiaries as well. What we really do, so, so from, from our background perspective, most of the senior management has a, a very strong financial services background. And, you know, we, 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 kind, of, we kind of grew up and matured in an industry where we weren't overly and only focused on financial products, what we were really focused on was finding inefficiencies in the marketplaces and inefficiencies in certain products, right? And what we were able to do is we started to look at the world around us, and instead of looking at just financial products, we looked for inefficiencies in other, in other sectors, right? And one of those sectors that we really honed in on over the last 15 years were, were any product, be it financial-based uh, from a funding perspective or a merchant services perspective for credit card processing or how small and medium-sized businesses got, to, got their thoughts and their, and their, their, actual, their, their strategies together in, in driving more traffic, uh, be it uh, online or foot traffic, be it uh, you know, a brick-and-mortar situation. So, so, and that's what we tackled, right? And, and for fifteen, you know, for fifteen of those years, you know, we did have a very strong division uh, in the merchant services space, uh, credit card processing space, and we were, believe it or not, just like everyone else, uh, we were part of the major inefficiency, right? And you know, we had a very standard template organization where you had to have, you know, a lot of space and uh, you had to have uh, a lot of salespeople and a lot of resources to actually manage it. And in turn, what happens is that, uh, yes, you are, you, know, you are bringing a service and a product like credit card processing to these merchants, but at the same time, because of the organizations that you have to build in order to support that process, that cost has to be covered by someone. And unfortunately, that inefficiency is that merchants, when they do credit card processing, you know, they, they pay for our cost. They pay for the cost of everyone in this industry, be it the processors or you know, the technology that's behind it or or the sales organizations like we had for so many years. And when we found that one inefficiency, we changed it, right? And we can go into that when, when you get to those types of questions. But, uh, you know, the same type of inefficiency in, in the funding, you know, and in, in how the world structured tier three type of funding it goes out to small and medium-sized businesses outside of traditional funding sources. 
there are, you know, there were tremendous, they are, there are tremendous inefficiencies in that process where, again, you know, the merchant has to take that hit. And if I'm not mistaken, I don't think I am, the average loan these days outside of traditional loans uh, is hovering somewhere around 45, 47% over a four or five month uh, period. And we've tackled that and we've done some amazing, amazing, uh, we've laid out some amazing models uh, to tackle that industry as well. And, And whether it's, IntelliJ, whether it's FinBridge, whether it's Icon Exchange, or any of our subsidiaries, and we have about four or five of them, I think the most important thing to really focus on is that even though they are four subsidiaries, they all have a synergy, and that synergy is to eliminate the inefficiencies in goods and services that merchants can leverage in order to drive more traffic, get more cost-effective, more cost-effective non-predatory lending and funding that's coming to them, and then from a management perspective, because we can provide economies of scale through these subsidiaries, we can consolidate all the services that a merchant needs in order to be sustainable and to run a very strong business. That runs the gambit of whether it's their website or their marketing approach or business intelligence or, or data analytics or uh, how they run their campaigns, be they physical uh, or, or digital. So th- that's kind of the just behind our company and, and, and why we all got together. Excellent. Well, when you talk about you all getting together, let's learn about that team starting with you as our guest today. Alex, tell us a little bit about your background. So my background is, is actually fairly straightforward. Since 1992, I've been in really predominantly only one space, and that's the financial services space. And I've spent that time working probably for you know every single bulge bracket investment bank in New York City. I think, I think the only ones that I never worked for were Goldman Sachs and uh, Deutsche Bank and, and Citigroup. Otherwise, I think, I, I think I've covered the, the gist of it. And, and, and really where that came from was it wasn't just on the, on the business side of, of, of that table. Uh, I've spent you know, the vast majority of those 20 years implementing process improvement projects, you know, be it hardware-based or you know, predominantly software implementations that either increase efficiencies, lower costs, or are created to create and, and manage new products to be as financial or, or service-oriented. Well, let's look back on 2018 so far. You've been very busy this summer, and we'll jump into some of that news in just a bit. But looking back on 2018, what do you see as some of the milestones for the company? So IntelliJ, IntelliJ launching, and by the way, the time the timing couldn't be more perfect. So so we finished our pilot, our marketing campaign pilots, and our our back end, our hardware support for IntelliJ last week. Yesterday we did our first fairly decent sized marketing campaign, and I have to tell you, and certainly this can't necessarily be a driver or, or what the future may bring, but you know I am hopeful. But as of yesterday, we've had literally an 80, 85% closing ratio with every single merchant that actually contacted us off of that campaign simply because, look, you know, merchant services is a technology product, right? You know, when somebody swipes a credit card, there isn't somebody sitting there writing a piece of paper and carrying it from, you know, from the store to the bank and everything else. And because it's a technology product, because we are a technology company, we are able to eliminate all of those processes that didn't really support the actual active merchant services, but just the sales of merchant services, right? So, and when these merchants understand that, when they understand that they no longer have to pay for something that they're not actually getting, and, and the fact that, you know, our model, our new model is really a subscription model, meaning, you know, no contracts, no obligations, but much more important than that, 
it's a fixed cost. If you're doing $100,000 in, in merchant servicing, um, you know, in, in credit card processing for the year, the only thing you're going to pay above interchange, which nobody can change, right? Uh, any, the only thing you're paying above interchange is $29. And even at our highest model, if, you're, if your business is doing over a million dollars, over a million dollars in credit card processing, the most you're going to be paying is $199 a month. Think about the ridiculous amounts of cost savings and, and just the logic behind that, right? You know, today, if your business is doing 500000 in credit card processing, you're paying a percentage of that to those independent sales organizations. And when your business goes from 500000 to a million, you're still paying a percentage. Of that. So, so really, you're getting dinged, you know, for lack of a better word, the better your business actually operates. And it, there's just no logical reason behind it because be, between you and I, and I have, a, I have a very strong technology background, but... The server doesn't really give a, you know, it doesn't really care uh, if it's processing, you know, hundred thousand dollars in credit card transactions or hundred million dollars in credit card transactions, right? So the, the the cost, you know, the cost doesn't really change that much from a technology perspective, and that's what we're passing through, and that's so. so I, I can't really put into words how excited and gratified, uh, you know, that feeling is, and uh, the feeling of gratification when you're speaking to these merchants, and you're telling them what we're doing, and how excited they get, and. You know, without that ridiculous sales process, without those ridiculous sales folks, and I don't mean to say sales folks are ridiculous. I spent most of my life in sales as well. Um, but, uh, you know, it's time for a change. And, and this, this model will, I, you know, it is only my opinion, but it will change this industry within the next two, three years. I don't think there will be any other type of credit card processing model. Well, let's look then. As you pointed out, the time is right to talk. There's got to be a lot of com- a lot of things coming up here in 2018. You want to discuss? What are some of your personal goals for the company here in the remainder of 2018? I have two main goals. I, I would like to set this. You know, we kicked off the Intelligy product. I, my goal is, you know, in 2018 to reach. Uh, 1,000 merchants. Now that's that's not a heck. That's not that's not a very tough lift. But that, you know, from our paperwork, that's, that's really what, you know, that's the mission I've put in front of the team. Uh, and that's going to come from, you know, a very, I believe, based on our conversations yesterday also, I, I believe a lot of that's going to come from referrals, believe it or not, because business owners, they, they all run in circles of other business owners. And what, what's a better thing to do for uh, your, your friends or, or acquaintances that are in the space than, you know, to, to take them out of that ridiculous loop of, you know, paying for something you haven't gotten. So that's very important to me. And, and look... Our initiation, how we initiate that relationship with those business owners is through the merchant card, merchant card processing space. And the reason behind that is because data is king, right? So, so as we begin to get their data coming in, we can begin to help them find other efficiencies, efficiencies which uh, myself and my team have spent combined probably 50 years finding those efficiencies for very large organizations. All we're really doing is we're taking that level of experience and uh, obviously, you know, married to a very good technology platform and bringing that down to the medium-sized and small business owner. Because, look, it's no secret that companies like Amazon, and I don't want to, you know, Amazon is phenomenal. I, can't, I, couldn't, I couldn't praise, you know, that model more. But, uh, you know, Amazon and a whole slew of companies like Amazon are really killing, you know, I hate to say the word killing, but they're really, really, really hurting the brick-and-mortar stores. And, and maybe that's rightfully so, but, you know, the fact is that they're not going to go away, and if they do want to survive, they do need people that help them find those efficiencies, you know, because the, the room for error has gotten tremendously sm- smaller because the cost of operating a business, you know, and your margins 
uh, you know, whereas you could have made a mistake here and there in the past, with a digital age, really taking a nice chunk of your pie, you really can't afford to make those mistakes. And unfortunately, the small and medium-sized business owner hasn't really kept themselves educated enough beyond what they do, which is what, they, what they're supposed to do. They're, not, they're supposed to know how to make that pizza, how to do those nails, how to run that spa, whatever it is. That's what they're supposed to do. They haven't really educated themselves uh, in, in you know, where this world's consumer interaction is going, and that's what we want to bring to the table. So that's very, very important to me. The other aspect of it is launching FinBridge. FinBridge, well, FinBridge does not give loans directly to consumers, but what we do is we actually find the inefficiencies in the sales organizations that actually give those loans, the cash advance loans, and we're improving their operations, and then more importantly, we're bridging them to much lower costs of capital because those controls are going to be there. We're lowering the risk factors for the institutional side, which supports this industry, so that the institutional side can now lower their demands on that cost of capital from an average of 18 to 20% down to around 12 And that pass-through starts to make its way uh, down to the merchant. Those are my two, really for 2018, those, those are really the two most important uh, vehicles to get going because, remember, we'll make them more cost-effective, from a credit card processing perspective, we will begin to give them services that they'd never be able to afford or even know uh, existed from a technology perspective. And then more importantly, when they need money to actually grow or sustain or cover a particular time of the year, like a season where they can use more inventory, we will bridge them to more affordable, less predatory, more sustainable uh, financing products. Listeners, once again, we're speaking with Alex Lemberg, Managing Director of Accelerated Technologies Holding Corp. Get to know this company better by visiting their website, ATHCorp.com. But really, all you need to know is that ticker symbol, ATHC. Go grab a recent press release and get a hold of the company's other websites like Finbridge Holdings, Extreme Corp, Icon Exchange, IntelliG.com. All of that is located in the recent press releases, Accelerated Technologies Holding Corp expands IntelliGee operations to include credit card processing and business solutions operations. That came out on July 17th, and then the company also issued their Q2 financials and provided a business update in July as well on the 31st. Well, Alex, thank you so much once again for your time here today. We expect great things from you and your company here in 2018 and well beyond. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. For Alex Lemberg, this is Stuart Smith saying thanks so much for listening. This audio interview is an original broadcast provided by Network Newswire, a multifaceted financial news and publishing company delivering a new generation of corporate communication solutions, including news aggregation and syndication, social communication, and enhanced news release services. Network Newswire may receive payments for corporate communications relations, as well as various press releases and social media media solutions provided to its clients. You should assume that officers and directors of Network Newswire or financial analysts mentioned hold a position in and may intend to trade these securities for their own accounts. This interview is not an offer or recommendation to buy or sell securities. Information in this broadcast is presented solely for informative purposes and is not intended to be nor should it be construed as investment advice. As in all investments, an investment in the featured company carries an investment risk. Listeners should review the company thoroughly with a registered investment advisor or registered stockbroker. This audio interview by Network Newswire does not purport to be a complete study of the featured company or other companies mentioned. Information used in statements of fact have been obtained from the 
featured company and other sources, but not verified nor guaranteed by Network Newswire as to completeness or accuracy. Such information is subject to change without notice. Please see our full disclaimers and disclosures at NetworkNewswire.com.